men how to be an incredible sexual lover in today's episode susan shows and explains the female sexual anatomy in a delightful way that can help any women to experience amazing orgasms let's talk about libido desire and arousal how our physical health affect our libido how our mindset and emotions affect our desire how our journey to pleasure affect our arousal and finally in today's episode we talk about what does it take to be a sexual soulmate susan bratton intimacy wellness expert susan is a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion their whole life long. Best-selling author and publisher of love-making techniques, bedroom communication skills, and sexual vitality advice. Welcome to the Mastering Life's Relationships and Intimacy podcast with Lucia Gabriela, a sacred space free of fear, judgment, and shame, where we come together to learn and explore how to awaken unleash and unlock our inner master self. I am Lucia Gabriela, your host, founder at Nuna Holistic Retreat Center, the Sacred Love Temple, and the Sarasota Dark Temple, creator of Tantra Kink, a fusion of Tantra and Kink BDSM, relationship and intimacy coach, integrative somatic therapist, Tantra facilitator, speaker, and co-author. To learn more about any of my transformational coaching and somatic experiences, immersions, weekends, and couples retreat, visit www.luciagabriela.com. Welcome, Suzanne. I'm really excited about this conversation about libido, desire, and arousal, the matriarchal view of female sexuality. For those people that don't know you, I'll share a little bit about you and why you're so passionate about the work that you do. And then we dive deep into this conversation. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Lucia. And I really want to provide a lot of value and some really simple things that women especially can do to feel like they have more, a higher libido, more desire, and that it's easier for them to become aroused because a lot of times our male body partners, if we're in a relationship, um, they are horny every day. <laughs> and often we feel like we let them down. We can't match their, their need for sex. Um, sometimes we end up feeling like it's something on our to-do list and they can tell when it is. And the longer we've been together, the more it takes us to muster the desire for our partner. Why does that happen? And how can we prevent that or circumvent that? Um, and I know about all of these things because I this year is my 30th year of being with my husband, which is quite an accomplishment because I can tell you that the last time we made love, which was probably a couple days ago now, um, it was absolutely incredible. And I, I, I have a date with my husband today for lovemaking. I asked him this morning if he had a window between three and five, because <laughs> that was my window, because I knew he had calls that went in late into the evening. So how do you go from feeling like you, you're not, you don't have the desire and the libido that you wanted to, 
that you want to and what's getting in the way. And you mentioned that the title of our conversation today is about the matriarchal view of libido, desire, and arousal. And I, and I really want to explain that because there's the matriarchal view, the feminine view, and there's the patriarchal view, the masculine view. And I think that as women, we have basically been having sex according to the patriarchal view of sexuality. And that's what has been eroding and diminishing our desire over our lifetime. We start out in our 20s, horny and wanting to have sex with lots of people and have lots of experiences. And then we end up you know, deciding that we're ready to settle down and we wanna have our babies and we, we pick someone who is a good partner. And then over the years, we're less and less turned on by them and they still want us for sex and it becomes a chore and they get mad at us and then they pull away emotionally and then we end up being platonic friends and then we get divorced and we go on to try to find that excitement with someone else. That pattern just plays out over and over and over again in bedrooms around the world in all cultures. And why is that? I believe it's because we're having sex like men want to instead of like women want to. And if men understood more about why we want sex the way we need it, why, why do we need it differently? What is that difference? They would be like, tell me what to do, I will do that. Because one of the things I do understand about the masculine is that he wants to give us incredible pleasure. He doesn't want us to be, he doesn't wanna be something we have to do. He wants us to, he wants us to want to be with him, desire him, surrender to our pleasure together, have deep, abandoned, ecstatic, sensual, passionate intimacy, pleasure and connection. Right. And we all want that. So how do we get there? So the reason, uh, so I'm a sex expert and um, I, I call myself an intimacy expert to millions. I've been doing this about 15 years. It's my second career. It, it, it became my career because I'd almost lost my marriage, fixed it, figured out what to do and wanted to go on to help other people solve the problem. And I run a publishing company and a supplement company and the publishing company creates passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills and health, sexual health solutions. And my supplement company creates libido supplements and blood flow supplements for better sex and desire. So everything that I do is wrapped around that. And I run those businesses with my husband and we still have hot sex, even though we run our businesses together, which often is kind of the death knell for a relationship. So that's a little bit about me, a level set about what we're going to talk about and um, my approach. What I wanted to do is really talk about libido, desire, and arousal. So we get a clear distinction of what those three things are, because you can't fix your problem unless you can identify where your issues are. And then I want to get into the matriarchal versus patriarchal view. And before I do that, I want to let you know that I support people across the gender spectrum of all gender expressions in my conversations and my work. However, I find that when I'm talking about things on podcasts, that it's easier just to say the guy and the girl, the man and the woman, the masculine, the feminine. I'm really only talking most of the time about polarity, except for when I'm talking about hormones. Because if you're born into a, a testosterone dominant body, you're going to have the expression of the masculine as a big part of your approach to things versus being born into a an estrogen dominant body, 
which is the female expression of things. So that's why I just like to talk in black and white, even though everything is a gray area and everyone is on a bell curve because it just, you pick where you want to be on the curve. I don't need to tell you that, you know where you are. So um, that that's important for me to always get out because I'm a bisexual, I'm a pansexual person myself. I have as much masculine, I'm a CEO of two companies, as I do feminine, and I like to wear lingerie and get the, you know, shit fucked out of me, excuse the expression. I love it all, so, and I want it all, so it's important for me to really represent and hold space for all of that range in my conversation. So, libido, desire, and arousal. Think about them as three intersecting circles. So when I imagine this, I draw a picture with a Venn diagram, the three circles that, that meet in the middle. And in the middle is pleasure, connection, intimacy, joy, hot sex, conscious lovemaking, et cetera. Libido is your body. It's how healthy you are. Are you pooping every day? How's your gut microbiome? Do you have enough neurotransmitter and hormone production? Are you generally happy, safe, and healthy? Because without good health, you don't have libido. They are two sides of the same coin. If you're sick, your libido's in the tank. It just is. When you get better, your libido starts to surface. You can tell how healthy you are by how horny you are. That's number one. Number two is desire. And desire is about the emotional side of things, such as your relationship with your body, body image, self-worth, you know, do, do you feel deserving of love and hot sex? Those are very important things. And your desire is also how you feel about your partner if you have one, or how you feel about potential mates if you're looking. Do you feel like all the good ones are gone? Do you feel like there's only one soulmate out there for you and you must find them? Um, are you pissed at your partner because they aren't bringing in enough money and you don't feel like your, your, your relationship, your marriage is running well because there's something they're doing that's wrong? You know, like that's all desire. Do I desire, do I feel desire? Do I feel desirable? And do I desire my partner? And then the third big circle in the intersecting interlocking circles is arousal. And this is where we get into the matriarchal versus patriarchal view. He's testosterone dominant. He wakes up in the morning with a heart on. He wants you to hop on top and get yourself off and take advantage of his tool and use him for pleasure. You don't wake up in the morning horny every day like he does. You're on a 28-day cycle, even after menopause. And so sometimes you're a kitty cat and sometimes you're a tigress. And that's really partly dependent on the other things like your desire piece and your libido piece, your health and your feelings about yourself and your partner. But it's also about where you are in your moon cycles and just generally how you are how your body is treated in the movement toward pleasure. And because the masculine is, he's got a, he's got a heart on, he's ready to go. He's, he's way ahead of you as a woman. So he's way out in front. He's like ready. He was, he can have sex anywhere. And as soon as he's hard, he's ready to stick it in your, you know, stick his penis in your vagina. And you are, not there. You know, a guy knows, okay, women take 20 minutes to get turned on. Okay, what do I need to do? Kiss her, play with her boobs, grab her crotch. Like the very first thing most men do is they start grabbing our crotches and tweaking our nipples, like turning the, turning the dials and pushing the button. And that's the opposite of what we want. 
I teach men something called the bullseye touch technique, which is essentially, if you imagine a bullseye with the concentric rings, and then there's that center ring, and that's where you want to shoot your arrow. Well, that's how guys think about sex. They're like, here's my arrow. I've taken it out of my pants. I need to put it right in the bullseye. That's the winning game plan. When in reality for women, we need our arousal escalated. We need to be touched from the outside and to have them work their way in, stroke our hair, hold us, kiss us, give us a foot rub, a neck rub, full body touch. Then we need our entire breasts, our sternums, our collarbones, our necks lovingly caressed. We need our bellies caressed, the outside of our thighs, our asses, the inside of our thighs. We don't want you to touch our yoni until we are begging you for it. You need to get us warmed up. And the thing that people really don't understand, and here's the gold, here's the gold. This is the gold of the podcast right here. This is the show moment. If you imagine a banana, your guy's penis, I like to call it a dick. <laughs> I'll call it a lingam. It doesn't matter. They're all good words to me. I, there's no word that's off the table for me. I think that we should embrace all words and have a wide vocabulary. So let's just call it a lingam because we like Tantra. So your guy's lingam is a banana. Half the banana is sticking out of his abdomen. Half of his banana is going inside his abdomen and down. His penis actually looks like a tongue. God forbid he should ever use it like that instead of a piston. That would be good training for him. He's got this entire banana all the way inside his body is filled with erectile tissue, big spongy chambers of erectile tissue. And they fill with blood very easily because they're these long hollow tubes, corpus spongiosum and cavernosum is what they're called. And the blood just rushes into them and boink, he's got an erection. We have, and this is what I came here to tell all your fans. We ladies have the same amount of erectile tissue as our partner's big bananas. Only it is wrapped around our vaginal area. So if we look at, I'm, I'm, now for those of you listening to Lucia's podcast, you're not gonna get to see these pictures, which is why you need to go over to YouTube to see her show. But what I'm holding up are some wonderful diagrams of the vulva, the female genitals. You can see the normal things you're used to seeing. You can see the pubic hair on each side. You can see the mons at the top. You can see the clitoral hood, the clitoral glands or tips, which is what we think about our clitoris as being that little tip, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's the 5% that's showing. There's 95% more tissue inside. And it's underneath the inner and outer labia. It drapes over the open opening to the vagina. There's tissue inside the vagina, which is erroneously called the G-spot. It's actually the urethral sponge. It's a long tube, just like it's the, it's analogous to the corpus spongiosum, the long tube that's, that runs along the base of a man's penis. And we have erectile tissue at the base of the vagina, on the floor between the vaginal opening and the rectum under the perineal area. So this is, and really you should definitely go over to YouTube and check out these images. These are fantastic. I had these custom illustrated so you could, so women could really see all the erectile tissue that they're working with, because this is so important for our arousal and how much joy and orgasm we get from sex. 
because if you don't get all this tissue plumped up before you have sex, and by sex, I mean intercourse, I mean penetration, because if you are in a relationship with a male-bodied partner, learning how to have orgasms from intercourse is the key to you loving sex and wanting sex with your penis owner for the rest of your life. And if you can't get to that point where you love it, every time you have intercourse with your partner and you're not having incredible orgasms, one more brick goes in the wall of the death of your sex life with your partner, your future anger, frustration, and divorce. So we women all can have orgasms from intercourse. Some women do it naturally. For many of us, it's a learned skill. Many of us come to it very late in our lives, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. But when we decide that we want to learn how to do it, we can learn how to do it. And I, if you're saying to yourself, well, maybe them, but not me. My clitoris is too far away from my vagina. I just can't do it. Or I'm just not the kind of woman who can. Wrong. You are the kind of woman who can every woman can have orgasms from intercourse. Because once you understand a few simple things about it, you realize that here's the clitoral tip, the clitoral shaft, the crora, which are the little arms, the vestibular bulbs, which are the legs of the clitoris, the G area, the urethral sponge is spongy here, and the perineal sponge is here. Look at that, that's the opening to the vagina and it is completely embraced completely wrapped in spongy tissue that needs to get plumped up so that when you touch it, lick it, put a penis around it, pleasure it, that tissue is expanded. It has more surface area, which creates more sensation signals to your brain, which gets you into the orgasmic pleasure feeling. And so when men are ready to go and you watch the movies, you know, the couple starts kissing and he rips off her shirt and pulls off her panties. He doesn't even take off her bra. He just throws her down in the bed, spits on his hands and enters her. And that's, or you watch pornography and they're, you know, they're, women are already all hot and ready. And, you know, it's the masculine masturbation fantasy. And so we aren't giving ourselves time to get aroused, to get engorged, to be stroked and petted and let the blood flow into our tissue. And that's what flipping the script to the matriarchal view of climbing the arousal ladder really means. It means slowing down and demanding what you need in any given moment so that you get the pleasure and sensation that you need to feel that you can easily and confidently not only achieve an orgasm, but basically move into an orgasmic pleasure state of mind and body where you can just come and come and come and come and come and come and come the whole time you are doing any kind of lovemaking and every kind of lovemaking. Oh my goodness. This is a must watch and a must listen to. I learned so much from you today, Susan. What what was what was new for you? Um, I love the the dynamic of the libido desire and arousal. Mm. And what I got was that they're all different things. 
and the libido is about the body and the health. And it kind of like makes sense because uh, many times when we um, we talk about libido, uh, sometimes I feel like we confuse it with arousal and desire. And we're not paying attention that the aspect of libido is taking care of our body. And I can, I can see where even working with clients and couples, there is a confusion about it, right? Like uh, there is a misunderstanding about it. And also the health is not even taken in consideration. Many times individuals and couples think that the partner doesn't have libido, women doesn't have libido, or the, or the husband doesn't have libido, it's because something's wrong with them. Uh, and they don't think about uh, the component of like, oh, maybe it's your your hormones, or maybe is your you have diabetes, or maybe you have issues with your heart, or maybe you have kidney problems, or maybe you have some kind of like internal health issues that may be addressed that are sabotaging, you know, the homeostasis of the body, the well-being of the body. So that's really important to look at. That sex is not just about the aspect of copulation and penetration, or even the emotional component to it, but also the health of the individual. How important that is. And I love that you touch into the aspect of desire uh, being the aspect of connecting to emotions and connecting to the feelings of the body and what we're thinking about ourselves, right? Like the aspect of self-love, like how we take care of ourselves, like what we think about our body. Am I feeling pretty today? Am I feeling important, valuable? I'm being recognized. I'm being seen by my partner. And I totally resonate with you with one of the things that separated from that desire, that sexual desire are the toxic emotions that we have around uh, a partnership and around our partners, like resentment, anger, frustration, uh, guilt, and fear are some of the emotions that I find the most uh, common in relationship where people hold back. They really hold back a lot. And I feel like one of resentment is one of the biggest ones for women at, in my practice. Like that's one of the one I see the most. Uh, resentment is huge. And when I see that element being like in the scale, it's so heavy. Um, I can definitely see like, oh, that's where the problem is uh, when it comes to being intimate. That's why we don't want to be intimate. There's such resentment. It's, the energy of resentment is so huge and it drains a lot of energy from a, a, a sexuality. Yeah. And I also love the aspect of arousal. I, what I think I heard from your explanation of arousal is the journey of pleasure true pleasure so it's like how it is that um what are the how we create the temple of love i like to call it that way like how do we create that temple of love where we create the space for a partner to feel the pleasure but not just physically but also that at multi-dimensional levels emotionally mentally spiritually like how can we uh turn on the fire in the temple right for a partner to feel infinite pleasure so I really love that part of it. And I, you talk about the bull's eyes um, approach. Like that's one of the things I also, like, uh, I usually have my clients, my male clients draw the body of a woman. And like, I, let, I make them draw the body of the wives usually. And I let them, you know, I let them see, like I said, like, okay, what are the part that you believe that you women will get aroused and have pleasure and it will feel like, you know, ecstasy and all that. And I can tell you that nine out of 10, they would draw the vagina and they would draw the, the boobies. So that's, and I'm like, and, I, and I, let, I let them see. I said, look at yourself, look at again the picture. 
And, and that's the only area that you believe that your partner, your wife actually experienced pleasure and arousal and ecstasy and orgasm. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what about the 90% of the body? <laughs> you're focusing only on the 10% of the body and you're missing that's out that other 90%, which yeah. is like, you're missing out the earlobe, you're missing out the neck, you're missing out the, the chin, you're missing out the nose, you're missing out the fingers, you're missing out the toes, especially for those people that are into the kinkiness of fetishness, like, you know, the women that love their toes to be socked and, you know, like, yummy 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 all the women that love their fingers and you can bring them into orgasm just by sucking their fingers so i'm like you're missing out 90 percent of it uh and and they're like whoa i didn't realize that and i'm like okay your homework is going to be uh going home when you you with your wife and work on the 90 percent of it first and don't even go into the 10 percent and you know until your partner actually asks you for it and like you were talking about, like, you know, we beg you of like, oh, come in, in now. <laughs> so I love, I, I love the resonance. And also I love the, the whole explanation of it. I really um, thank you for that. My pleasure. Thank you for the uh, reflections. I always love to see what uh, smart, intelligent, sexual experts like yourself Res, you know what resonates with you because you're you like me we're talking about it all the time and so you know two experts gaining value from each other's conversations and reflections I think we're we give our gift of that to our listeners as well um, there's another thing that I know that as I, I said all of that that a lot of people and for many it's more female than male were listening to me and saying well, maybe I could switch to this matriarchal view. That sounds good to me. I want full body touch. I want long, slow, luxurious warm up and arousal. Um, but I, I don't want to hurt my partner's feelings by asking for what I need. And in all honesty, I'm not sure even what I want. I just know what I'm getting isn't quite it and it could be better. And that's why I'm that's why I'm listening to this episode about libido, desire, and arousal, because I'm having trouble with my libido, my desire, and my arousal. Or I want to feel more. Everybody, now this is interesting. You know, I sent you my supplements, the Desire Daily Multivitamin Multimineral. Right here. And, and I sent you the one with fenugreek because you're still breastfeeding. It's fenugreek is an Ayurvedic... Uh, the, the seed from a plant that is very good at helping um, adaptogenically manage hormonal balance. And it's great for people across the gender spectrum. Um, I also have a desire daily multivitamin, multimineral with um, Tonkat Ali, which is much more for like clitoral and penile arousal. When you want to feel more pleasure, that's a, that's a good desire vitamin to take. And then I have a desire vitamin with tribulus terrestris. And that is generally more for what I would call the being able to be heart connected and dropping into more passionate lovemaking. When you're ready to slow down and transform having sex into making love, there's something about the way that tribulus shows up in the body 
uh, that really gets that heart connection going. It's so funny how botany, the plants, plant medicine, can have so many amazing effects on the homo sapien body. And the, the thing about being a homo sapien is that we are, and I'm going to give you a technique now, we are animals. When you think about the tree of life, you think about a tree and it's got branches and there's the dolphins and whales and there's the ponies, there's the puppies, there's the kitties, there's the, you know, the snakes and there's the monkeys. And well, we're not sitting down at the base of the tree eating an apple. We're up in the tree on the branch with the great apes. We are homo sapien. We are next to orangutans, bonobos, etc. We're We're really in the primate family. And often we get this big headed idea that we're this, you know, human being. And so we're somehow not animals, but we are. And when I started talking about the 28 day natural cycle of the female arousal, you know, chart, if you will, um, and how there's such a steady state with the male desire and the female is more ebby and flowy. The thing that we have to remember is that every day we are different. How much, how much, you know, sugar did we overeat? How much sleep did we get? How much stress are we under? Where are we in our menses or our rhythms even after menopause? All of that's going to impact whether we are that kitty cat or we are that lioness. Mm -hmm. And it's going to also impact whether we want soft, delicate touch. We need more foreplay. Or we're turned on and ready to go and feeling really ready for you just to, you know, kiss us, hug us, ravish us, go down on us, make love to us. You know, we're different in every moment. And I have a technique called the Sexual Soulmate Pact, P-A-C-T. And it comes from my book. I have a very, I have a lot of very popular books. I've sold 170,000 copies. This Sexual Soulmates, The Six Essentials to Connected Sex, teaches you how to turn your mate into your sexual soulmate. In most cases, chemistry can be co-created. It does not have to be a pre-existing condition. If you had it once, you can get it back and take it even deeper. And in the six essentials of connected sex, this sexual soulmate pact is the foundation of having great sex. And that is communication. Women are generally, and this is a, this is a gross generality, but it tends to run true across the population. Women are afraid to ask for what they want because they don't think they really know what they want. And they're worried that it's going to hurt their man's ego. The man doesn't understand how variable we are. And they don't understand why what worked yesterday. Oh, I, I stuck my tongue on her clit and I put two fingers in and I did the blended thing and she went crazy. And now she's just lying there and it's not doing anything. Why is that? We're so confusing to them because we are so different in every moment. So the sexual soulmate pact is an agreement, a P-A-C-T is an agreement between lovers that you are going to ask for what you want and your partner is going to thank you for asking you. And generally, though this works across the gender spectrum, either direction, generally what I find is that women need to ask for what they want and their male body partner needs to verbally thank them for doing so every time they do for a thousand times 
until she is absolutely sure that her feedback is truly appreciated, desired, and wanted. And so she doesn't have to use her manners, but he does for the first thousand times they do it. Because, and, and maybe it doesn't take a thousand times, but you would be surprised at how reassuring it is for a woman who remember as females, our number one need is often security and safety because men wake up and they're not worried about security and safety. They don't even think about it. They're already secure and safe because they're men. They don't have to, they don't get abused in the world like we do. And so they need to make us feel safe and need to make it feel okay for us to ask for what we need. And once they understand that we are reporting in from our animal body, that it's not that they're doing anything wrong, they're doing everything right. How could they freaking know what we need when we don't even know ourselves until that very moment? It is our job to work together with our partner as a team in the agreement that we're going to say, baby, I really need you to fix that funky thing on my toe on my right foot before I can even relax enough to make out with you because I wore those shoes that look sexy but they hurt my feet you know how it is can you rub my feet for a second before we start making out or I need you to hold me and I need to get some things off my chest or I need you to go down on me and when I say when you get that certain thing you do and I and you hit it I need you to do it until I say stop and just I'm just going to completely collapse and relax and ride the sensation of you delivering that tonguing thing that you do to my clit that I love so much. But I don't want to have to go, ooh, ooh, moan, 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 unless the moans come out of me, you know, organically. I'm literally just going to be lying there riding the sensation. Don't stop until I say so. I will let you know when I am done. And you go, okay, baby, I got it. Here we go. Are you ready? Every time you ask him and he answers, got it, baby. Thank you, baby. Okay, baby. How's this? Do you, you know, and acknowledges your request in a positive way so that you are reassured that he doesn't contract from the feedback. He cannot collapse from the feedback. He has to understand it has nothing to do with him and his skill set. It has everything to do with the fact that you live in a freaking animal body and it doesn't know what it wants, but it does know. And that's the final point I want to say about the Sexual Soulmate Pact, which is a downloadable free gift from Susan Bratton at sexualsoulmatepact.com that when he reassures you and says thank you, you can relax and feel encouraged that he wants to give you incredible pleasure and he didn't take it personally. And then he starts to deliver. And then he's like, well, shit, this is great. This is working great. Like I'm giving her better orgasms than I ever had. Tell me more, baby. I'm hungry for your feedback. Keep it coming. And when you keep it coming and you keep it coming by tapping into, and this is one of the things you're good at, Lucia, tapping into your body with wisdom. Like you stand for that. And when you talk to people, you are always focused on getting them to tap into their natural, already pre-existing body wisdom. She knows what she wants in every moment if you listen to her. And when you listen and you tell your partner because he can't hear her and you tell him what she wants and he gives that to her, then she is so orgasmic and aligned and sex just gets 
better and better and better. So the Sexual Soulmate Pact, I could teach you 150,000 sex techniques, but if you don't know how to talk to your partner about what you need in the moment, it's all a waste of my breath. So you start, you want to be a good lover? You want to have hot sex? You start with the Sexual Soulmate Pact. You get good at asking for what you want and thanking your lover for giving it to you. And from there, the techniques are layered right on top of that. And then sex is a never-ending upward pleasure spiral of the most incredible experience you can have on this earth. <laughs> Indeed. Communication is a must. And again, like working with couples, one of the issues that couples have is they have this fear of communicating the the desires and their need and their fantasies like there's such a fear to be uh to be seen and heard in in, in these topics and it kind of like uh is interesting to you know help them to communicate in a way that you know like you're talking about like actually what you want and and say thank you thank you for sharing what you desire and what you want right and like acknowledge that it's such a powerful tool um that uh, is really, really important when it comes to intimacy. So really, thank you so much, Susan. and I appreciate you. I have learned so much from you. I have reconfirmed so many great things that I have been doing, uh, you know, um, intuitively, and you have confirmed so many of those things. I really appreciate you, the work that you're doing. Thank you for sending me the the bottle of Desire. You're so welcome, I Desire. Don't you it. love the name? Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for that. So how people can go learn more about you. And I know that you mentioned your website before and get these amazing products from you. Uh, if you want the desire daily, I always call it like a one a day with a little something more. It's a daily vitamin and mineral with an activated B complex. So it's highly bioavailable B vitamins, which you need desperately. Um, and what's interesting about it is that I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Latinx community has a 30% um, genetic anomaly called MTHFR, which means that the Latinx uh, community, uh, anyone who is of Spanish origin uh, has difficulty with um, assimilating B vitamins and they're chronically low on them. And I built this daily multivitamin multimineral for people specifically who need more bees, but also all of the minerals for hormone production, for separating the hormones off of the, the binding globulin so that it's free and available for use. And um, you can get these vitamins. It's a, it's a full daily vitamin mineral complex with activated bees and a libido botanical in it. You can get it at the20store.com, T-H-E-2-0, the20store.com. The 20% 20 of ingredients that get 80% of the results. That's what the company's founded on. And then um, if you want the Sexual Soulmate Pact, that's at sexualsoulmatepact.com. And that'll get you opted into my email newsletter with sex tips five days a week. And we do, I do, I'm kind of a dear Abby of sex. I do all kinds of people email me all the time and ask me questions and I answer them. So it's really fun to read, you know, the answers to people's sexual questions and they really run the gamut. 
And then uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N, Susan Bratton. And then I also have a YouTube channel at Better Lover, betterlover.com is hundreds of videos for free, including how to have orgasms from intercourse, even if you think you can't, which is a fantastic playlist of mine where I give you the steps and what might be missing for you to achieve orgasms from intercourse. Because to me, in a heteromonogamous relationship, that's the holy grail. Everything else is gravy after that. You really want to get to coming when you're penetrated with your partner. So you want to be penetrated a lot. So they're happy and you're happy. And that's why I spend a lot of time and give those kinds of things away for free. You don't have to pay for them. It's important that I give away a ton of great information. No one ever has to buy anything from me, but you can. I've got plenty of titles. I published 20 passionate lovemaking techniques that people have downloaded. Hundreds and thousands of people have downloaded, but there's so much there for you no matter what. I just love the platform and opportunity to help people transform having sex into making love. And that's why I'm so glad to be on your show today. And you're so adorable. And I love you so much. And you've done such a great job with your show that it's just been great to be here. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And thank everyone for listening and watching today's episode. And I see you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. And remember, You are a powerful, incredible, and delicious creator, a master of your life. Loving you and see you next time.